Yo, 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 y'all already know what it is. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you at in the world right now. Tuning in to the best podcast on this side of the Mississippi, man. It's the Bringing the Wood podcast, another Camper Chronicle Productions. It's your boy D Wood, up to a little good on this Thursday. And y'all know who back with me, my big bro Chase in the building, rocking, man. How you feeling today, dog? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me back. You already know, man. This is becoming routine, dog. (laughs) Anytime you're free, I need you on, dog. People like you, man. They they know you know what you talk about. But yeah, man, it's it, it was a uh, festive little uh, weekend, you know, over the weekend. Crazy football, couple NBA news. Obviously, we'll start with the NBA, man. Uh, the Pistons just made a trade with the Jazz. We know the Jazz cleaning house right now on a rebuild mode after getting rid of Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. We kind of was trying to figure out who was going to be the next domino to fall. And the first one is uh, Bojan Bogdanovich. He just got traded to the Pistons for Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee. I think this is an upgrade for the Pistons and another player who can, you know, shoot, defend, help play, make space the floor for Kay Cunningham and Jay Nivey. Uh, under, un, un, underrated, very, very good player. 18 points per game last year for the Jazz, which was second behind Donovan Mitchell, shooting 38% from the three-point line, 45% from the field. I think you helped the Pistons out a lot just as being an older player in a young locker room. And you know what I'm saying? And like you said, he can score the basketball, he can defend, he'll help out instantly. Absolutely. I think it was a good move. Uh, Detroit is making some quiet moves over there. So I know. had to go look at their roster yeah, after that move. Yeah. They've been, even since last year, you know, I think uh, them picking up Marvin Bagley and re-signing him, yeah. that's going to be, I think he finally found a place where he can, you know. You know I root for them Duke boys, so I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, but and they've been they've been drafting well. They're picking up pieces now, so yeah, I, I like to see what they do this year. Definitely. It's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of extra teams that are going to be competitive this year outside the norm, you know? And I'm looking forward to that. Let's just get the NBA to where, it, you know, it'll never be all 30 teams competitive, right. but you know. Let's get let's get some more competitive teams out here. Make the NBA just a little bit more fun to watch. Get some more teams, new blood in here. And uh this is one of those teams with a lot of young talent that can, you know, shake up the league in a couple of years. You see, like, you know, Cleveland making a bunch of moves. But again, it's just more roster move for the Jazz, opening up space, clearing cap space. Danny Ainge is doing what Danny Ainge do. Like we always talk about every week. He's just putting more stamp on it that when this team come back around, you're gonna know this is all him and nothing but him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was really the only big, like, trade news, free agent news right now. Everything is still kind of solid. But we also had some news shake up the uh, NBA. I want to say yesterday, man. I think I felt like it was yesterday. It happened crazy. Um, the Celtics coach, head coach, Coach Adoka, man, uh, he's facing suspension. Could be for a year. They don't really know yet. We know he. only thing we know is they said his job isn't in jeopardy. So we know he won't be fired uh, for... Um, Misconduct, detrimental to the team. I guess that's what they're saying. But I guess him and uh, one of the assistants, a lady, uh, had a work relationship. But it was a uh, what's that? What's the word I'm trying to look for? It was agreed upon. Consensual. There it is. Consensual. Yeah, that's a college word. <laughs> <laughs> it was consensual, and um, so you know he's not going to be like you know nothing. There's no serious trouble, but. The word is he could be suspended for a year or, you know, shorter. They're already looking at who's going to be the interim coach for the time being. But uh, you just let me know how you feel about this. I got some other stuff. I mean, it it looks bad because it's in the news, but it was just a regular workplace relationship. But, you know, if they have the rule where, you know, we don't want you guys dating within the workplace, Mm -hmm. you can't meet here, you can't date here. You got to follow the rules, and I think they're pushing a hard line with that right now. So. Yeah, because that, that was what I was saying. Initially, I was like, well, I mean, if it was good and she wasn't tripping, this ain't no harassment or nothing. 
Right. What's but, the but like you said, yeah. if in the Celtics handbook when you sign that contract, it's like, hey, yeah. don't be don't be and getting apparently clearly they've had issues before where they had to make this rule. Yeah, so somebody and, else is already <laughs> And it can get, you know, I've, I've seen some workplace relationships that got a hand and it makes a hostile work environment. <laughs> yeah, so. And you can't have a hostile work environment Especially when you're trying to build a coach. championship yeah. team. Just coming off the finals on his first year there. So this is definitely, you know, big as far as he's going to be suspended. You know what I'm saying? I think that will have an effect on the team because he really is a really good coach. And you've seen the difference they looked from just one year with him. Like right. they look different, especially right. on the defensive end for starters. Absolutely. I mean, he come from that San Antonio tree, so. You know, if you don't play defense, you you can't play if you (laughs) can't defend. But, uh, you know, as a a part of the black community, it was, you know, the the only thing it was, like we talked about off air is, man, last year during the playoffs, it was all these crazy pictures of him and Nia Long. And black folks was, we was, (laughs) we was on that. We was happy for him. Like, you know, like, hey, you got, you did this under the radar, sir. We had no clue you had this woman in the bag. You got like a, a you got a childhood woman that we've all thought about our whole life, and now I'm wondering like, well, hopefully maybe they were separated. Man, black men don't cheat. Talk about it, man. <laughs> Talk about it. They. Nah, yeah, I'm hoping that you know maybe they was maybe just dating. This was like a prior relationship that they found out about, or mm-hmm. you know something. I don't right. know, but I'm sure more details will come out. Mm-hmm. We'll get know. Skinny on it since they want to talk about it. You so know, much. you know the so black that, black Twitter and everybody that. go. You know, the internet going to find out for sure if they was mm-hmm. together or not. But I definitely, you know, would go to go to the picture of the lady, for sure, to see what she looked like. She's a pretty woman, though, you know? Right, right. She's a pretty woman. But again, like you said, bro, mixing, mixing works and pleasure, you know? I guess, like you said, Celtics already probably had some issues with it because that's a crazy rule to have, especially if it's good. Like, if we feeling each other, it should be cool. We went to the yeah. finals. We ain't affected nothing. But like you said, they probably had something in the something past. Had that, something had to get, happen get, to where they spicy. had to make that rule. Yeah, that was crazy. That's but uh, I'm definitely, I definitely want to see how it pans out. I don't think he should be suspended for a year. But at the end of the day, I'm not a part of the Celtics regime. So maybe, like you said, they're going to be hard on that because of prior situation. But I'm definitely, I definitely want to see how this turns out. And, um, you know, I want to see how it affects the Celtics coming into the season because like you said, like we were saying, he is a really good coach, and you've seen what his imprint was on the team. So I wonder would they be able to just kind of carry that over because they are a, a, a tight-knit group, and it's still mostly the same guys other than Brogdon. And we know he played defense everywhere he goes. Right. So I feel like maybe they won't miss a beat defensively, but you're still going to need, you know, being creative, be creative on offense and drawing up plays when it's when the game's getting real close. Yeah, I mean, but it gives an opportunity for whoever steps up in that spot, you know, you be successful. Hey, you parlay that, man. yeah. You seen Luke Walton. Hey. Luke Walton finessed his way into a, to a couple of head coaching hey. jobs off of what, 60 games? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like you said, next up, once we find out who the interim coach will be, they had a couple of names on the list that's on the bench already. So, we'll we'll see as he goes. But um, I'm definitely keep y'all uh, updated on that, for real, for real, because um, it's interesting, to, you know, fraternizing in the workplace. It's interesting. It's interesting. Especially for the head coach. Man. That was, that was a good one. And um, also that we was talking about last week and the week before, and we, we already kind of spoke this into existence, I guess, but uh, the Suns owner and slash WNBA Mercury owner is already putting together uh, the process to sell the team because of incidents that have been said and brought, uh, brought and spoken on him. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, we talked about it. It was like uh, initially when it happened, you had the initial reaction and then it's the the fallout afterwards. So in this day and age, if something like this happens, you could pretty much assure that uh, 
it's gonna be a change of hands. Yeah, it was like a snowball effect. Yeah. Literally, we was like, all it takes is is one player on the team. Which ended up not being a player on the team. It was the people on the jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> PayPal was like, well, we going to take away our sponsorship if he's going to be the guy. Because we don't, you know, promote this. And then all of a sudden, you see LeBron and Chris Paul and all these other players speak out. Even Draymond Green said he thinks that the owners should start voting on things like this when they happen. Make the owners put the pressure on the owners. That way you'll find out which owners is really for Smart and against. Man. You know, Draymond is loves picking that owners. <laughs> And he was like, y'all should make the owners vote. You'll know who who for the players and who you feel me for themselves. And it was real interesting. But again, I'm you know I, I I'm happy he's gonna be going. I guess you really don't want that type of uh stuff in your workplace because how much is it really gonna change if he stays? Like you know you probably sweep it under the rug. You're not gonna fire the dudes that 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 were doing the stuff because they're your boys more than likely. So I'm happy we're gonna get to get some new blood in there. I really don't know who they going um you know who going to be in the categorized to get to to get the uh team you know I don't really know too many of the billionaires and millionaires now Nah but nowadays it's more like a lot of people get groups together Try they, to put their money together and buy a team. I like to see, you know, a minority owner. You know, I'm, yeah, you know, there. I don't know. If it is Arizona, though. That's so. the only thing. Yeah. I don't know if somebody's yeah. trying to be in Arizona for the rest of their life. No. With all due respect. Because yeah, I go out I there mean, and visit. Hey, I mean, you go out there for the season, do what you got to do. Yeah, and then dip out you know, of the off season. I, I definitely would like to see that. Uh, I like to see I like to see younger people coming in for sure. Younger you know, blood that that tap into our culture a little bit more, um, much more relatable. Right, right, right. So no, definitely, definitely. Know, it starts at the top. So the more owners and people that at the head that you get in there, you know, trickles down. So they'll start to bring in young right, blood to right, go right. with them. More Makes relatable. Sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I um I do want to uh, apologize to y'all that was paying attention. I was saying that. The Phoenix Mercury were in the finals, but after watching, because I ended up watching the closeout game uh, versus the Aces, it was actually the Connecticut Suns and not the Phoenix Mercury in the finals. So I definitely want to fix that. And shout out to the uh, Las Vegas Aces for winning the finals. Also, um, it was a it was actually an amazing game seven. Uh, Chelsea Gray found out was Stockton product right, man. Right, right. Uh, you know Saint what I'm saying? Mary's High School. Saint Mary's High School. Go I, Rams. <laughs> as you see, y'all know he must be that Saint Mary's product also. <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't know that. I knew she was from the Valley, but like I said, because I seen her when she won the championship with the Sparks in 2017 or 2016, and she was coming off the bench balling, and I was just like, who is this? And they was, you know, they was just talking about her in small spurts because she was still making her up her way up the up the charts, and now Finals MVP. You know what I'm saying? Asia Wilson, MVP of the league, and uh, it was it was it was lit. I watched the parade and everything. I was a, I was a part time fan for a minute. They, I mean, they they doing something good for Vegas though. They like showing that the fans care about sports. Yes, they was out they there deep out too. Parade. Yeah, that yeah. parade it was thick out there. I was like, this is this what's up? Like I yeah. like this. I think they need to uh, get them with me some better damn trophies though. I ain't gonna front. That's just my personal opinion. But yeah. again, congratulations to the uh, Las Vegas Aces though, on winning on winning the finals. That it was a great great game that I watched. And uh, also uh, in Brooklyn Nets talk, Ben Simmons has finally spoken out. Man, <laughs> I ain't gonna even say he's spoken out. He was on the uh, JJ Reddick podcast. Uh, the old man in, in three is what the podcast is called. And uh, he, you know, he was finally talking, and he talked about. Um, you know, the, the missed blown dunk attempt, you know, he talked about, uh, the rumor group chat that the, uh, Nets had, you know, he talked about, you know, going through, you know, fighting his battles during the off season and just, you know, how some of the things he could take and some of the things he couldn't take. And it was just good to hear him talk and 
laugh about these things now, which means he hopefully is past them. Because it was, I was, well, I had to watch the interviews. I just wanted to see how how he reacted, how he looked, and he seemed like you know, all right, it, it was past it. And he even made fun of himself during the dunk and things like that. Made fun of himself about shooting. So the fact that he can now look back on this and, and make fun of himself, and you know, look at it as a learning lesson. And JJ Redick is somebody who can bring some fun inside of you also, because he's a, he's all the players in the league love JJ Redick. Is what I've learned since he's now not in the league. Mm-hmm. All players really love and respect JJ. And I was glad Ben was on there and he was just opening up and talking about how excited he is for this year. So if you haven't seen that, go tune in. It was it was definitely good. I'm about to check that out. I seen a little highlight. I didn't watch it. Though, yeah, but no, yeah, it was, I'm, I'm it was a good. It was a good read. He was he was in a good place. Yeah. It was like all right, you know, he got he talked this little bit of shit to defend himself, but you know, it it was it was cool. It was interesting. I was just like I said, I was just happy to hear from this man because right, exactly. I ain't heard from him, seen him. He ain't dribbled the ball, yeah. shot nothing since. He, he been out of sight, out of mind. You forget how good Ben Simmons like, you know what really I'm saying? is. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to hear that mentally and you know physically he's doing better. Hopefully, get him out there on the floor and see what he can do. Man, that's 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 really and that's that's what it leads to. Like, cause we gonna need him. We're gonna definitely need him uh, to be a championship team. Like we know what KD bring, we know what Kyrie bring, and again, we I talked about the assortments of players we done brought in in this offseason to help out, but. We're going to need uh, Ben Simmons. I don't know what number he's going to wear, but we're going to need that man out there um, just for an extra ball handler. I, like I said, he'll be able to just help get guys open so that they don't have to, like Jason Tatum did in the finals and it looked bad where you get the ball at the top of the key and you got to go get a bucket. Kevin Durant did it in round one yeah. versus Boston, and it, as you see, it doesn't work like mm-hmm. that. It's only a handful of people in the league who can get the ball at the top and make it happen like that every time and make the right play every time. And those guys weren't weren't it in that moment. And I, I think Ben will help us out tremendously uh in that in that aspect. Oh um, man. But uh other than that, man, it, that's really that's really it on the NBA end. There's a little bit to talk about. It, it was a little bit of dry, but between the Suns owner and Coach Idoko and his uh workplace fling, man, we had a little bit to talk about again. I mean the NBA coming back. We about we about what? I was gonna say about less than a month. About less than a month. So probably get some you know preseason games. Yeah, 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 I'll probably get preseason in like yeah a little bit. So you know we'll you know I'm gonna talk about preseason. I talked about summer league. So you know I'll talk preseason just to see what's going down. See who who looks like what. Best times of the year for sports. You got football. You got you know baseball play. About to hit right. The hunt for October. It's it's about to go down. One of the best times of year. College football. Man, don't let me, I forgot about college football. And before you sneeze, all of a sudden, college hoop going to be tipping mm-hmm. off. And we just get a nice little a nice little ball of everything to where everybody can get their fix. Day. And you can get your fix of any sports, man. But y'all already know we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills, drink some water. And we're going to come back and talk NFL, man. It's some highs <laughs> and some lows. And I'm talking some lows, lows, y'all. But we'll get into that after these breaks. Press the Bring the Wood podcast. It's your boy. And we back like we never left. Welcome back, y'all, to the Bring the Wood podcast, another Camper Chronicle production. And we back and we talking NFL. And, man, NFL, last week was a, uh, was a was an interesting week of football. Highs and lows, lows for my Titans, but highs for some other players and teams that I do uh, like and root for. But we'll start with um, Raiders Cardinals, man. Mm. That right there, and it's a bunch of teams. It's like three teams that that uh you know fell apart in the fourth quarter terribly, and the Raiders were one of them. And they're actually the one we're gonna talk about for show for show. 
because they're a part of this podcast. And man, it was like, um, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like, it's like teams get up and then get complacent and just be like, they're going to fold because we, we up, we up by two scores, three scores, but it's like, bro, we're in the NFL. We get paid to play and teams ain't trying to lose. No. You know what I'm saying? No. Nobody's trying to lose. Especially this early in the season. Because this will set you this will set you up for, for failure if you you feel me you start in the whole 0-2 right, right. speaking on the Cardinals. Ain't nobody tanking this early. Mm-mm, not this early. So it was definitely like nobody's giving up. And uh Kyler Murray did kind of um, you know, he he flashed a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, I still don't think he reads it. I, he you for can, sure don't read You can it, tell man. he just relies on like said hike, and I know I'm athletic enough to to make something yeah. happen. He out there playing mad. Yeah, literally. You know, and uh, it still shows and like you said, sometimes it's gonna work and sometimes it won't. And it worked in this case uh tremendously well. The way he was able to buy time in the pocket on those last couple drives, even on the two point conversion, overtime, mm-hmm. the throw back there in the back of the end zone to AJ Green. Like, I always want to make sure, like, I'm not saying Kyler Murray's a bad football player, but n- not uh, watching film consistently as a quarterback has an effect on your game. Absolutely. And you see it in pre snap. Like, he goes out there and it's just, he ain't changed, he don't really change plays at the line of scrimmage. He's not making adjustments. It's literally say hike. And once it drops and it happens, he's reading and reacting. And, you know, he's round one pick one, so obviously mm-hmm. he's very good. So it's like he's not going to be trash out there. Yeah, he's he's an extremely talented player that I think he just relies on his ability mm-hmm. a little too much. Like, he to take that next step will come with the film, the preparation, and being able to dissect the defense. Right now, his way of dissecting the defense is breaking it down. Yeah. Whatever you were pointing, yeah, you wanted to be in cover three. Once I start rolling around and running, right. somebody's going so, to then, get out their zone. You have enough athletes at receiver, you're gonna find somebody. Somebody, eventually. and I'm, I got a, I got the arm. I can make all the throws, so I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna get there, and if not, I'm gonna just run for 15. Right, and it, I mean, when when you're successful at it, as he, like he's been the last couple of years, you know? you're gonna continue to do it. Yeah, so. and I think that and that's literally the thing. Like you know, they made the playoffs last year with him doing this, mm-hmm. so that was the first step, but. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, though, if he keeps this up. I really think they're going to miss it. I don't, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to do this, what he did against the Raiders, every game. No, nah, it's not sustainable. You're not going to be able to do this 18 games. Yeah, so, you know. We've sp- seen it last year. He broke down. You take them hits. You're running around. That takes a toll on your body. Mm-hmm. He's not a big man. So. Not at all. And I definitely – and then on the Raiders' part – um. I don't know, man. I get a lot of Derek Carr slander. I don't think he was horrible in that game. He missed some throws, made some bad reads, but I feel like that's everybody, bro. And I still yeah. feel like he's working on still getting a rapport with everybody else outside of Devontae Adams. Even though, you know, like these guys have been there, but it's still like a new it's a new scheme now, so everything's different. You know what I'm saying? This is a McDaniels Patriot way type True, of ordeal. But I think a lot of it comes with the play calling too. Like you have to put call plays to put your players in the best situation to be successful. And there's a lot of times throughout that game where I didn't think they did that, especially toward the end. It's like you get up, you're, well, you, I mean, you're closing, trying to close the game out. Facts. You get in field goal range, yet you throw the ball three consecutive times. Right. Two fumbles, one to almost pick. So, yeah. I mean, you're just playing with fire and you got burnt. Burnt real bad. And, and that's, yeah, definitely coaching is one of those things. And 
he'll he'll learn. He'll he'll definitely learn from it. This is his second stint at head coach, and you know, hopefully, he gets better as as the weeks go. But um, you know, zero and two don't look good. Not no. at all. No. Trust me. But we'll talk about a team that's not zero and two, and that's y'all. Oh, we. Obviously, the win came at an expense. Did, did. A big expense. Trey Lance uh, ended up breaking his ankle, man, and uh, could potentially be out for the year. Obviously, I've been seeing some things about the doctor that did his surgery, came out and said it could be 14 weeks. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at the end of the day, it's like, do you really want to throw him out? Depends on how healthy he is. Do you want to throw him in there that late and see what he can do? But usually, that's about the time that Jimmy usually... You know, starts to wither down too. So it, it could be a perfect storm if it happens like that, if the doctor's statements are true. But outside of that, Trey Lance looked good early in the game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was a small, it was a small little piece, but he looked he looked in control. It looked like he was going. He, look, he looked more comfortable. One, he was at home. Yep, wasn't pouring raining, mm-hmm. and they were calling players that fit what he do. So mm-hmm. it was nice to see him get some drop backs, hit his reads. He was two for three, 30 yards. That's mm-hmm. a, I mean, it looked like a good start yeah. coming along. They ran the play. Debo Buzz, he got down there, and it's like okay, now let's see what we got. And then it was kind of discouraging. It's like man, why are we? doing all these quarterback runs like the running backs is averaging four or five six yards a carry and you running the quarterback right up the middle yeah it was it was inevitable no right and that's the and that's the and to me though that's gonna be the like give and take all like with with everybody it's it's like that's what it's been like he shouldn't have ran it's like well that's kind of i ain't gonna say they got him to run but like that's the other element he brings right but i i mean if I have a quarterback that can run, I don't necessarily want to run him through the tackles. I want to get him on the perimeter. Yeah. You know, get some some plays where he's not taking those big hits. Like, you take enough hits as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, why give teams free, free hits shots. on your young agreed. quarterback? Agree, agree, agree. So, I mean, it was some, some other plays I would have liked to see. You know, mm-hmm. let him drop back, get some quick passes, throw it out. Mm-hmm. You're already in field goal range. You're up. Seattle's not a great team. Right, right, right. Um, Told you they gave everything they had. Yeah, it was a it was a perfect <laughs> perfect Russ. game to let him to like, literally develop. let him. Yeah, definitely. Develop. I agree. I agree. And they I got, they had a young defense. You had a young quarterback with some veteran players. I don't see why um, we had that type of game plan. But it's it's almost coming back to Shanahan. Like I don't think he can develop quarterbacks. Um, every quarterback that he's had, he's got hurt. Yeah. Like RG three. Um, yeah, did the same especially thing. the runners. And I think, like you said, because. It's like you feel like you gotta run with them because they're runners, and it's like nah. If if he's shredding them, just let him shred. Like right, he don't gotta run. run; he'll run and, on his own. And I don't think I don't necessarily think that running is Trey Lance's best attribute. Like he can run; he's athletic; he's you know pretty fast, agile, quick. But I think his best attribute is throwing the ball downfield. Like mm-hmm. he has an arm. Yeah, that's what you drafted him for to open up the offense, mm-hmm. not to use him as a running back. And that's what people think, though. That's why everybody thinks like you know he should have been a runner. It's like, eh. But if you think when we first got Jimmy, remember Jimmy ran a lot yeah, too. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy blew his blew, knee out. Yeah, so trying to like, shake yeah. somebody. Like, yeah, like, like on, you know, like is... at some point you gotta change something in you your system. Hold to the range, like, bro. Yeah. we got so much talent around this guy. Just let him put the ball out, and then if it breaks down, then yeah. you use your he athleticism. Will, naturally, he will. Like, you know, and that's one thing about running quarterbacks. Like they're naturally going to run. You don't really got to design, design a play. bunch exactly. of run plays for me. Like, when it's time to get ghosts, I'm going to get ghosts. Like, don't even trip. And like you said, you know, putting your quarterback in harm's way. Obviously, it, it, it sucks that it happened. And the best thing that came out of that is Jimmy didn't get traded. 
And it was another rumor that I was reading about on Bleacher Report is that the Washington Commanders were interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. And I was already saying that that's where he should have went. But I think they thought Commander Carson was going to be the guy. And two weeks in, even though he pulled the crazy comeback versus the Jags, they should have lost that game. Absolutely. And then you seen what happened last week versus the Detroit Lions, who I said are going to shock a lot of people this year. Detroit gonna win about six games, bro. Maybe seven games, and like you, it's, they, it's, they're, they're they're really good. good. They're they're like like how we talked about the Pistons, the yeah, They are that young team. players. They're building the right way, starting with that defense. Mm-hmm. Offense starting to come together. So they're, Aiden they're, Hudson they're had what, three sacks, yeah, bro. Like look good. I was you know I wasn't really high on him coming out, but. Yeah. He, I think he fits what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And He's real physical at the line of scrimmage at the right. point of attack. With, the, with all the other players they're putting around on that defense, they got a young linebacker out there too. That oh yeah, yeah, that's Malcolm right. Rodriguez, yeah. Oklahoma State. I'm like, man, this dude out here yeah. running around going crazy. He, he was a boy at Oklahoma State because that's that. Um, see, I, well, I'll say that for college football Friday, <laughs> for football Fridays, I could go into that. Uh, yeah, he's a really good player. I really like him, and he's he was six round draft pick. So shout out to him too. But yeah, no, nah, um. I definitely, like you said, it's a good thing y'all had Jimmy, though. Didn't end up trading him because he came in and he did exactly what everybody knew he was going to do. Just come in and get the job yeah. done. He was efficient, made some big throws, yeah, and went in there and got a win. Missed some throws. You know it. Yeah, that's I mean, the part it was, of the it Jimmy. Was a, it was a Jimmy game. Yeah, it's like that's what comes with he it. He got the win, so and everybody, that's, you know, gloss over That's, again, he's got the best winning percentage yeah. with Kyle Shanahan as a starting quarterback. Yeah, but but it's crazy, though. Like, it's kind of a little <laughs> off topic, but no, you me. look at some of the throws that he missed and stuff. If that was Trey Lance, it would have been all over the news today, mm-hmm. all over the place. But it's Jimmy. He won. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's that's all they care about. That's all they care about with Jimmy. Not the defense shut, get, getting the shutout. Not that. You know what I'm saying? Running game going crazy. Nah, just you know, Jimmy getting that Jimmy dub. Jimmy got the dub. That's you all know, and and that's and like you said, I, I get, and that's exactly what you see a lot of people saying. It's like you know, and then in five months, those same people will be upset. He misses a throw, and y'all lose one game. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, bro, you got to just ride with, ride it out, man. So they always, you can't judge Jimmy off of one throw. No, no. it's not one throw. No. It's one throw in every big game. Yeah, like this is consistent. <laughs> that shouldn't yeah. be. But I definitely, like you said, bro, it was definitely a good thing y'all had him. Uh, obviously, bro. Prayers and speedy recovery to Lance. He had a successful surgery. It would be it would be great if he could come back by week fourteen. You know what I'm saying? I expect y'all to be a playoff team still. Like the team is it would be it'd be great. Yeah, good. let him get out there, get a couple plays. I don't think you're gonna replace it, Jimmy with him. Uh, but you could let him get in there, get some packages. You he know, get some yeah, still, games. Let him yeah, get out there, get on speed. He still got out. So I was just gonna say he still only didn't play it in like twenty two games in his. College to NFL career, right, so right. like, yeah, he's still gonna need them reps. So if he can't get back and get on the field, let him. But I definitely think you know you let Jimmy spin until, you know, yeah. until he can't spin no more. Yeah, but it's gonna. I mean, it kind of changed the the focus of the season. Now yeah. we're not so much watching the development of a young quarterback. Now it's back it's to like now, uh, let's now get back Super to the NFC Championship. It's, it's Super Bowl or bust now. It's back, yeah. That's back what it to, is. And now, hopefully, Jimmy plays lose. He ain't got nothing to lose. Not at all. You got your. You got a little bit of paper. This the last yeah, year of your deal. It. So you don't. Somebody have, gonna pick no, you back there's up. There's literally yeah. no pressure on you. Just go out there and play. Go out there. Like you said, everybody looks happy. You know, Debo happy. He like, I'm gonna get the ball. Like, Kittle come back this week. You know, everybody. This is gonna be all hands on deck. But I mean, you are gonna need that. You are gonna definitely need that. But uh, you know, it's a big win though, because you definitely wasn't trying to start zero and two. Nah, yeah, definitely not in y'all division. Even though everybody's, you know, 
uh, right now trying to get their bearings together. It's still early, but you know, like you said, a zero and two hole is 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 not where you want to be. Right, and you got to win those games you're projected to win. And that was, one last week. Got had to get this one. Yeah, speaking of dropping one, mm. my Titans, man, whoo, we got annihilated on Monday night, mm. and it 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 wasn't it was never close. It was it was never really close, and it was and it was terrible. And it's back to what I've been saying. I don't know if it's the quarterback or the play calling, but I feel like it's a combination of both. To where like you're not calling the best plays, and then our quarterback is out there and he's not comfortable with it. So it's like now y'all both gonna look bad, and I'm and I'm ready to get rid of Todd Downings. That's our offensive coordinator. Um, I'm I'm kind of over him. Verbal probably won't yet. Like you said, our bye week, week seven, we 0-2. I'll say he, we got to win. Tannehill has to win has to win at least three of the next four games before the bye week, or he'll be riding the bench the rest of the year, and we'll be definitely in not rebuild mode, but this will be like our tank, unless Malik Willis come out and just sham wild, which I'm not truly expecting. So... But as far as the game, bro, it was it was a Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs show. Mm, it was yeah. it was it was it was it was as a fan, uh, football in general, it was fun to watch because Josh Allen is an amazing football player, and Stephon Diggs is is a is a is is him as he yeah. always says after every game. I'm him. He's proving a point this year. And he, he both of them are on a tear right now. And uh, as far as us, bro. You can see the no AJ Brown. It shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. And I don't know if like the play calling is different because I don't feel like nobody run deep. I be watching and I don't see anybody running deep. And I don't know if that's because we don't have a deep threat. Even though Traylon Burks is a deep threat to me personally, watching him at Arkansas, like he can do those type of things. So I don't know if we're just not dialing it up because we're not comfortable with him going deep. But like, man, I just feel like no deep threat, so teams don't have to back up. No, everybody's in the box, and they're gonna just tackle Derek. Yeah, and it was it was strange to watch because I felt this should have been a closer matchup, especially you know you got the news before the game, Gabe Davis wasn't gonna play. Right. So it's like okay, now we you know we might have a really good game, but they just came out firing and hitting him in the mouth, and it was like the Titans just never responded. Not not once. And then you watch the play call, and it's like you're running tosses and and weird plays with Derek Henry, like just get. Downhill, yeah, bro. I'm like, bro, we're not outrunning these boys to <laughs> not, the edge. Their defense is very, they're very built, fast. They're built bro. for that. You're playing yeah. right into the you beat of their them defense. by going up the middle, mm-hmm. up the middle, or across the middle, and we weren't doing either. Uh, it was, it was it, Derrick Henry. One long run was like nine yards, and it was a dive right up the middle. Every toss play was like negative two, negative three, and I'm just like, bro, we're not beating Von Miller to or Gregory Rousseau. Or either one of them backers to the edge. Like, not at all. And they right. just kept kept killing it, kept killing it. But, again, we didn't have no Christian Fulton, who our number one corner. He had a hamstring injury. But, again, I, I feel like when corners get hamstring injuries, it's because they got beat the last game. So, they usually just be like, it's my hammy. Because you can't, you can't, uh, you can't, like, scope a hammy out right. as a doctor. Right. Like, I can't look and see your hammy pulled or hammy, you know. Yeah. I just got to go off you. And, also, in the game, Caleb Farley had the same thing. He got beat, like, two or three times in that first half. Started the third quarter, he didn't play at all. We were out there with two undrafted rookies. I mean, an undrafted rookie, a third-round rookie, and Chris Jackson, who now on IR. Because he got roasted. It was like everybody was just yeah. pulling something. I'm just like, bro, is Stefan Diggs really routing y'all like that? <laughs> to where Hammy's just getting blown out? Like, bro. 
And it was it was terrible. It was terrible. And I hated that, bro. Like, we were falling for the play action. I'm like, they're not running the ball. Every time Josh Allen stick his ball, every time he stuck the ball out, the linebackers would come up. And I understand linebackers' first step supposed to be a re-step. And it's, like, respectable. But, bro, he ain't handing the ball off. Like, he not. And he just and he was manipulating the safeties with the eyes. And it was a lot of watching Josh Allen because they didn't want him to run. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, well, y'all watch me. And I'm going to just move y'all around with my eyes and throw the ball to the open receiver. And he didn't run at all. And I'm like, man, the, I think he, you have to have him run a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because he's, he's a really good quarterback. And he's really taking that step to where you're not just going to sit in zone and try to, like, watch me. I'm going right. to just manipulate the pocket with my eyes from the pocket like he did. Yeah, and, and he torched us. And that's one of the things like what we talked about with Trey Lance. Like Josh Allen's best attribute is throwing the ball down the field. He can run. Yeah, he's effective as a runner, but he's not gonna necessarily destroy you by running the yeah, ball. Yeah, he he's just... gonna destroy you throwing that thing. Mm-hmm. As you seen, like I said, bro, he barely ran the ball. And you, like I said, but I think we have to make him. Guess like you can't just mm-hmm. do one thing with him. Sometimes you gotta blitz him, and you gotta hope y'all get him. Maybe he might break loose and run one, but like you gotta keep him guessing. You can't just play one way. You can't blitz all game, and you can't sit back. He's at a level now. As if y'all wasn't watching, at a level to where like now I'm really one of those boys to where you gotta bring your best stuff, or I'm gonna shred you apart. And I was just sitting back watching the game, like, bro, this is this is not fun. <laughs> this is not fun to watch. And uh, you know Malik Willis got in at the end, but it was it was just a small taste. Yeah. He couldn't really do nothing. The, the plays was real basic. But one thing he can do is run. He ran the ball for sixteen <laughs> yards, four yards of carry. So he can he can run. And I don't think Tannehill does enough of that anymore. When he first got here, he mm-hmm. was breaking, running, scrambling, rolling out, breaking runs, hurling people, doing a little LT when he got mm-hmm. in the end zone. Like but I think that's when you know he didn't have nothing to lose. He was fighting for a job. You fighting for one right now, sir. It ain't clear. He trying to be too perfect. Yeah, bro. He going to learn quickly. I told you, our bye week, week seven, bro. If he don't got it together, they going to go ahead and tap him on that shoulder and on that week. Like, we going to give Malik two weeks to prepare for for the Colts because we play the Colts twice within the next five weeks. We play them right before the bye and we play them right after the bye. Yeah, and the way they looking. If he look, bro, we we play our <laughs> next our next three games, four, our next three games before the bye is Raiders, Colts, Washington Commanders. Yeah, some struggling teams right there. This perfect Bruh, time to get back on track. This is your chance, Ryan. This is your chance, Tannehill, sir. You got – they all winnable games. I think the Commanders will be a little tough if our secondary don't play well because those receivers over there get down. Mm-hmm. And kind of the same thing with the Raiders, and I'll get more into that tomorrow when we break it down next week's games. But Tannehill got three games to get right. He got to win three of the next four. Or we'll be uh, in, uh, I don't want to call it a tank mode, but it'll be, hey, Malik, let's go out here and get ready, bro. We're going to give you all of this year and next year to see what you can do. Yeah. And um, I'll be excited for it, but obviously I want to be a playoff team. I want to compete for Super Bowls. <laughs> I'm not a fan of, uh, you know what I'm saying, watching from the sideline. That 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 shit's whack. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to talk about my Titans. I'm not going to waste y'all time no more with that. With that uh, Trash. So we'll, we'll go on to some more lively things. Uh, we'll talk about some players that stood out okay, during the week because okay. it was some it was some ballers this week. I'm, one that we'll just put out there because we talking about him every week. He ain't make my list because he lost. But Lamar Jackson, pay that man. That's all I'm gonna Damn. say. Pay Damn. that man. Y'all watched him. They took the Damn. L because of the defense. But 
Y'all pay that man. That's y'all know what's up. Every week I'm gonna tell y'all that because he's doing he's, this he thing. Hit it with his legs and his arm. Just to let y'all know, like receivers is living lovely over there, bro. You know what I'm saying? Rashad Bateman looking hey. like a problem out hey. there, bro. Walking off on dudes on slants, like man, that man Lamar is really, really one of them. And and I hope the Ravens see that, and hopefully they pay him before the year is up because the price only gonna go up. The price, yesterday's price ain't today's price. So they better get it right, bro. Or Lamar going to break the bank on them, bro. Just know that. And they going to be handicapped forever if they better stop playing with this man. For real, for real. But uh, one of my standout players I got to go to is Amon Ross St. Brown, bro. Baller. Man, you know, he always makes a case to talk about all the receivers that was drafted in front of him. And he's putting everybody on notice. And he went off. On the commanders, and you know, they had Deami Brown over there who was drafted before him. And he had nine catches, 116, two touchdowns. And he also took a reverse like 50. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And this kid showing that he's a he's one of these do-it-all receivers. Put the ball in my hands. This this new age, I got to call everybody baby Debo's. Like, you know, even yeah. though he wasn't the first of his kind, but he the one who mastered it the best. And everybody's looking for that type of player now, that receiver that you can just and they can do it all. And and Amin Ra is really looking like one of those one of those boys. And him and Jared Goff got a crazy rapport, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I, I that's what I do want to say. Like they look good. Yeah, but like, you seen it kind of kind of come together last towards year. Towards the end of last yeah. year, the last like seven eight games, and I was just like, all right, let me see something. And Jared Goff be throwing some balls to him that you be like, did he catch that? He made that throw. So I, I definitely want to give a shout out to Amin Ra. He was definitely one of the players that that went off, uh, and he was one of the standout players, if not the standout player. You got one? Yeah, man. I got you know. I'm gonna I'm go. So you want offense? You know, I'm, I'm gonna go, go defense. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go with my, my my guy Darius Slay. Hey, the Slay maker. Big play Slay. Hey, man. Man, he he played his ass off out there. Like he he put on a clinic, uh, being a cover man. He came in the game at Justin Jefferson, who had just went crazy. Regard as one of the top receivers in the league. Yes, sir. Basically By all locked players. him up. Mm-hmm. And it was it was good to see. No, 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 not basically. No, he did. Two he, pick, locked, he had two picks. Two picks. Should have been four. Yeah. He literally dropped two more. Yeah. And he he played his ass off. And he didn't necessarily follow because they got Bradbury on the other side. But when when Jefferson came over there into the slot, he went into the slot. Mm-hmm. When Jefferson was out wide on his side, he was out wide. It was like if you come over here. I'm going to get you. I got you. And like I thought that was a good thing they did. Like we got Bradbury over there, he not bad. But we understand that as an offense, you'll handicap yourself if you just stick your receiver on that right side and just try to make him work yeah. on Bradbury. You'll take away from your play calling. Yeah. So it was like the Eagles. It was a, it was a great it was a great 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 uh, uh, performance by him. It's just it was, great game plan. It was good to see because uh, Slay has been he was kind of underrated when he was on the Lions. Like he mm-hmm. didn't really get the shine that he used. You know, no, right? A top corner because you league, go get but, five picks, yeah, but y'all yeah. win five games. It's no, like well, they just throwing the ball cares. at you, bro. Exactly. Now, undefeated. And I'm I'm one of the reasons. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, shout out to him. Another one I got. I'm gonna go stick on that team. I'm gonna go to Slaymaker's quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Another mm. guy that I'm rooting for to get nice. paid, just to get his respect in the league, just to be known that he's a franchise quarterback and he can lead teams to victories. 333 passing yards, uh, one touchdown. He also ran for another two touchdowns. First quarterback to do that since Michael Vick in a Philly jersey, man. And when you get him compared to Vick, because that was when Vick won almost won MVP when he came back yeah. from the prison and he was on the Eagles. And Andy Reid is uh, obviously just more Andy Reid talk. He's guru with the play calling. And uh, Jalen Hurts looks good, bro. He he throwing the deep ball. He throwing intermediate routes. You know what I'm saying? And the one pick was off of a tip. Yeah. 
So, you know, he, he definitely is looking better. Nick Sirianni is getting more confident in him to call plays that are deep shots down the field. And um, I, I, I like the performance, man. And the Vikings were, after the performance they put on was the Packers, everybody put the NFL on notice. Like, hey, the Vikings look legit. And he was like, well, tell them to hold this real quick. Right. They, got, they, they put together a, a solid defense. So far, mm-hmm. a solid defense. And then our offense is starting to come together. You see them spread the ball around. Yes. A lot of people was getting some touches. Yeah. And, and it's nice to see a young quarterback be developed the proper way. So, I mean, it's still early, but... Mm-hmm. No, was, right, right. We only two games that in. That was a great showing by For him. sure. Shout out to Nick Sirianni, man, because he, he definitely got something to do with that. He'd be making crazy, um, you know, comparisons and his his way of way of his wisdoms and his crazy quotes he have during the, uh, you know, pressers, but he got his guys out there playing, and they all love playing for him, and everybody's uh, appreciative of him. So, I definitely yeah. want to give him a shout out. Got another one? Yeah, I got um I'm gonna go with like two two young receivers that Come popped on. up. Like uh I'm gonna go with Jahan Dyson. Ooh, been, been hey. killing, killing early. He's been tearing it up. And Garrett Wilson stepped up. Yes. That hey go ahead, go ahead. I yes. think that I mean he might have just made Corey Davis expendable. So hmm. you got him and Elijah uh Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Jets is doing some nice things over there. Uh Jahan Dyson. Uh, they said he was going to be a good player, and he's proven it. Yeah. I, I I didn't see it. I thought he was going to be good, but with the talent they already have over there at receiver and the quarterback they have, um, yeah, he's been making some plays. No, he's right. Two touchdowns, two games. Yep. And each I – mean, Yeah, two touchdowns. Me, two touchdowns in both those two games. Yes, so. yes. I know exactly what you were saying. But, yeah, two yeah. touchdowns in both games, back-to-back. And, um, yeah, he's, a, he's a definitely – he can run all the routes. He's fast. He got the hands. And, like you said, he's not getting guarded by the best DBs, best corners. Mm-hmm. Like, you got – you got two other all-world type of players on your team. You got Curtis Samuel coming out that Debo build, Man. little Debos. Yeah. And then Terry McLaurin, who's a true number one, can go get you 100 catches. So it's like you just, it's, just go out there and do your thing, bro. They drafted you to be a playmaker, just make plays. And he's definitely been doing that. And Garrett Wilson definitely yeah, showed, up. showed up and showed out. Yeah. Shout out to even OG Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco Joe was Flacco like, well, look, like the old Joe I'm finna, Flacco. He's, right now he's second in the league in passing. That's crazy. Like, man, he was like, hey, if they gonna run around, I'm gonna throw this thing. Yeah. And he was throwing at that. They, look, they looked good. This rookie class, just in general, bro, like Trayvon Walker's been playing well. You know, it's a few yeah. guys who probably ain't went off yet if I really go down the list, but like everybody's been playing pretty well in this rookie draft class, man. Especially most of the first rounders, which is a, a surprising. I think that's a, a testament to the development in college football. Yeah, respect. Like these, these kids are actually, well, it might even start before then. Like the way they specialize in football now is you're coming in at a young age, being able to play yeah. at an effective and high level. So. Which I mean, yeah, the more you play, the better you yeah. get. And like now you draft get. Draft picks, all that more important. Yep. And if you're good at drafting, you own the same. Yeah, you got it. Is this, it, it, yeah, a lot of these rookies are, are balling this year. For real, and I was I was very surprised because Chris Olave, even though he ain't sparking, he had a nice little game, mm-hmm. and um, I was just like, okay, everybody's everybody's had a, a little week where at least one of their rookies went off. Like we talked about Aiden Hutchinson with the three sacks this week. Last week, Trayvon Walker had a pick and a sack, like, and he had I want to say he had a sack in their shutout. Things I think he did. So like you know these and you know these these kids are playing their ass off. Um, the the uh, uh Kwanu looks good for the Panthers playing mm-hmm. tackle. Like everybody. That they drafted, it's looking all right so far. Obviously, we're only two weeks in, so this can all change in a matter of time. But uh, shout out to this rookie draft class. And then my last person who actually won <laughs> AFC Player of the Week, bruh, is Tua. 
And you know, when you get called by your first name, you own to something. Right. And we just called him to it. And 469 yards, six touchdowns. After starting low-key bad, having one touchdown and two interceptions, mm-hmm. damn near going into the half. You know what I'm saying? And damn near going into the fourth quarter. And um, for Coach McDaniels to still have that faith in him and be like, hey, we're in the hole now. We can't run the ball to get out of this. And to dial up the plays he dialed up, and you still got to go out there and execute. Um, Obviously, when you got two guys like Waddle and Tyreek Hill, it makes it a little bit easier. But at the same time, Tua is used to playing with superstars. Like, when he was at Alabama, he had all this array of talent, and that's why he looked so good. Mm -hmm. So, McDaniels, to me, it was great as a coach. It's like, why don't we just put hella talent around him? So he can look like Tua at Alabama. And God damn it, that was Tua at Alabama, bro, on Sunday. He was Coming back off the bench because Jalen Hurts couldn't mm-hmm. get it. Like it's like it. It was right there, and it was like, look, y'all, you put talent around this kid, and a great play caller, because uh, that, like you said, McDaniel's definitely called the hell out of that game, and bruh, four hundred yards later, they two and zero, bro. They did his thing. They two and zero. One more. You got one more. Yeah, I got one more. Go back to the defense. I'm, you know, I'm not a huge Cowboy fan, but Michael Parsons is doing his thing. Nah, man, he's living you, up to the hype. To, Bruh, this man is a maniac. I just don't want them to make him a full-time rusher. I like him being able to still play middle linebacker too, bro, because he can really, he really is a sideline to sideline player. But when he goes down to that edge, he's he unstoppable. Like you havoc. have to, you have to put two to three people, or he's going to be. He's gonna get there because he's not only is he athletic, he's fast. But he's relentless. Yeah, like he's. I've seen plays where he got blocked to the ground and still got up. Get and then, up you know, and chase you down, right and I'm gonna hit you, push yeah. you over. Like he's a real, like you said, it's a problem. Like, yeah, I, big shout out to Micah too. Yeah, yeah. like you yeah. said, not too much cowboy love, but that's a, like I said, as a football fan and especially defensive players, you gotta appreciate that. Like that's a. That's a future defensive player of the year we're looking at right yeah, there. Yeah, He's going to be in the same breath as, like he said, he wanted to be in the same breath as Aaron Donalds and Bobby Wagner's and J.J. Watts. And, like, bro, you well on your way. Continue to stay healthy Absolutely. and stay hungry, dog. And you're going you gonna to terrorize the league for the next however many years you want to play, bro. And that's, that's he, scary, bro. He could dang there do what he want to right now. No, yeah, he uh, can't yeah. do no wrong right now, bro. And, like, they just, he literally play inside, outside. The man rushes from D-tackle, like. It's crazy. Come on, bro. It's going to, it's, you know, once you see like a player like this, they do stuff like this, it's always interesting when you see teams looking for another one. Because you know, we don't, we, you know, we, we waiting for that person to get drafted. They're going to be like, oh, he's getting compared to Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yep, yeah, we're going to watch you now. Yeah. That's a, now that's one of them names. Now, if you get compared, it's like when people just say the next JJ Watt. Yeah. It's like, you or sure? Or Aaron Donald. Or Aaron Donald. Like, you it's sure? Like, nah, he not it. He not nope, that. He not it. Yeah. This yeah. this man though, yeah, he might he might be it. Which is crazy again because it always if it if it doesn't pan out for the Niners, you think about the pick that they traded. We could have got Michael Parsons. <laughs> Can you imagine him on the other side of Nick Bosa? Right, because he don't got to play middle. It's nah. Fred. Yeah. So, but it's it's but it's like. Well, we have figured that out, though. Mm, yeah, but know, he could have played next to Fred, too, you know, in, as, in yeah, Blitzer exactly. from, the, from middle, so like, like Devin White and, and, uh, yeah, and Davis. That's, that's a crazy And that would have been a nice, whoo. Yeah, you never really think, because he only started playing the edge when Demarcus Lawrence got hurt. And it yeah, was like, oh, yeah, because he, he only played the edge at Penn State, like, rarely. He just, like, he blitzed from the mm-hmm. middle. He had 10 sacks, and most of them was from standing linebacker. Because he's, like you said, bro, he's fast, strong, and relentless, so... He'll shoot a gap, and if your guard not good, I'm gonna run right by you and oh, yeah. get get out of my way. 
Easy, easy pick. And he's so young, he's gonna develop and get better. That's like crazy. you know, it's like it's he wants to. So this ain't one of them dudes who like complacent where he at. He really wanna yeah, be the best yeah. of the best. And he watches the great ones, so he know what it take. And yeah, he gonna he gonna be a he gonna terrorize yeah, the league. Man, I just hate he had to be a cowboy. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> like this would probably be the only pub he get. It'd be yeah, like right here it, on this. Man, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I want to give a shout out to former uh Forty Nine er coordinators. Go ahead. Go you know, ahead. Josh McDaniel. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, Robert sir. Robert Sala coming yes, out with sir. huge Big wins. Big wins. The Dolphins yep. and the Jets, yep. respectively. So yeah, good yeah. to see. They're making making me a fan of you know a few. No, AFC you get a, facts, facts. No, no, that's real. That's real. That's real. That's how I. That's why I like Atlanta because Coach Arthur Smith. And yeah. you see, they competitive every Surprisingly. week. Surprisingly, every week. I didn't. Th- I did not see that coming. But yeah, they out there. They're competitive. They you see, like you know, they two weeks in a row, like literally field goal, and a a, a, a great play by Jalen Ramsey, yeah. like. I, I root for the Falcons on the under. I really like Coach Arthur Smith. He really is a great coach. And I didn't know he was that good of a coach until he was like, till he got the job. When he first got the job as our t- from tight ends coach to OC, I batted my eyes at it. I'm like, eh, no, nah, I'm straight. But then when you watch them call plays, he was the one who took us on that run yeah. to the AFC Championship. And you've seen the plays we were calling out there, like the bootlegs, the read options. We don't even run read options no more. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that was Tannehill bread and butter. Everybody going to follow Derrick Henry in there. He's breaking off, getting a quick little five here, first down move to change. Like, those are the things you notice when you got a new OC. And like you said, bro, shout out to, to all the OCs that leave our team and go be successful for sure. But it's Thursday. We got a game. What? And you two and oh, I'm one and one. <laughs> but we both took the Chiefs last week and they gave yeah. us a scare. Yeah. But Ooh. they gave us a scare, but they came through. Mahomes did Mahomes things. And uh we got uh Brown Steelers. It's Thursday. Obviously you still undefeated, so it's still on you who Man. you got. I'm gonna go I'm gonna have to go with the Browns. I just think that they're uh more of a complete team and it's still I know this this is a rivalry game. Rivalry you know? week. The AFC North, so I have to see. Um, the Browns are not what what we thought they would be. No, right. But again, they're playing with Brissetti exactly. at quarterback, and he um, ain't doing horrible. But he's not doing horrible. But the offense just not as explosive <clears throat> as as we would like to see. Exactly. Um, they when that it, man get back, we ain't gonna say his name right now. Right, but when right, that yeah. man get back, look out. Yeah, they took that L last week. Uh, I think I thought they could have won that game. No, definitely that yeah, was. Yeah. But that was a lot of the Jets though fighting true. their ass off. That's true too. too. That was probably one of the teams that gave up the lead that didn't feel like they was trying to. Yeah. Like, they were really still trying. Defense mm-hmm. was trying. It was just like the Jets was. They, was just, they just had it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers, they've been in two close games. But I just don't. I don't see Trubisky being able to do it. No, right. He's. Uh, no, right. No, you're right. He's under 50% throwing the ball over yeah. 10 yards. He, he under just 50. Lets two, Indecisive. Yeah, like he's not. He's not pulling the trigger. Um, you got a a group of receivers out there that's crazy. You got yeah. a great tight end. You got running backs. Like got, everything. Yeah. So it's like, I think he's another quarterback that might be you know taking an early seat before the end of the season. You might be calling yeah. Tannehill up, see what they're doing early. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think we'll see Kenny Pickett pretty soon. Yeah, I um I, I would have to agree, but I think I am going to take the Steelers. Okay. I think I am going to take the Steelers, though, and I for those reasons that you name, all them weapons, <laughs> bro. And even though, like you said, Denzel Ward and the Browns defense is going to be well, no clowny, though, and Miles Garrett is going to mm-hmm. be playing, but he's come, he got a neck injury that he's going to be playing with. So, it's, you know, I don't know how how good he will be. Um, Trubisky definitely has to play better. 
Or just like you say, more he ain't gotta play better, but just be more like you said, decisive with the reads, bro. They're calling good plays. He gotta run a little bit more too, dog. Like like you said, bro, these dudes get nervous and be wanting to protect their job, and it's yeah. like, bro, the Bears didn't the Bears drafted you because of your athletic ability, also. Like, don't lose that because you don't wanna make a mistake or you don't wanna fumble or something like that. Like, bro, that's all that helps you play bad and play worse to yeah. me personally. So I definitely think he'll go out here and play much more free. And um, I definitely think the Steelers' defense, your boy Minka Fitzpatrick, hey. I think he's gonna get a couple picks on Jacoby Brissett. And I think I think the defense the will. Too. I think the defense will put the offense in position to get easy scores, and I think the Steelers will get a win. I really don't even know who's at home though. That's a little bit of a of a taking. But if the Browns gonna have that that little elf on the field, I'm definitely taking the Steelers too. Oh, man, that was a bad idea. <laughs> so when I seen it, I was like, uh, I was like, okay. I like the design, but not as for the Browns. Right. But like if that was just like a picture or something, I was like, that's a nice picture. That's a nice little elf. I never, I never get why some teams have mascots that don't really. I mean, you called yourself the Browns, so I guess you could say anything any brown, name, but. Elf, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't <laughs> yeah. fit, it didn't fit. Yeah. So I'm definitely, I definitely gonna take the Steelers. I definitely need the Steelers to win, so I can, so we can be even in these picks right now, because you're definitely killing it. But uh, I think it's gonna be a good game, though. Like you said, both teams have deficiencies, <laughs> kind of at the quarterback position. So I'm just <laughs> hoping that uh, Jacoby Brissett's deficiencies affect uh, the Browns a little bit more than the Steelers. And the Steelers got a great defense, man. man. They play, they play well. They fly around. They physical. Obviously, you could see that T.J. Watt was missed in the Patriot game a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But you still only held them dudes to 20 points. So, again, it's it's on the back end of Trubisky got to make some plays this week. And I think he's feeling that pressure because he knows that, like, Kenny can take your job at any point. So, I'm thinking a decent game for Trubisky and a, a big game for the defense. Yeah, we'll see. All in all, I just want to see a good game. Yeah, we definitely. Thursday game's been hitting so far, hey, two hey, in a row. Hey, even though the, even though the Rams got beat on, it was still entertaining <laughs> I to watch. I really enjoyed you myself. Know, <laughs> of course, you know what I'm saying? So I'll say the same thing. And then, you know, the, the Chargers and the Chiefs never disappoint. So let's double back and let's hope that the, uh, the Browns and Steelers give us one. And give us a matchup you're looking for in that game. Ooh, let me see. I'm looking for that secondary against those receivers. The Brown secondary, Denzel Ward, mm-hmm. Craig Newsom, um, Del Pitt, all mm-hmm. the dudes going against uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, it's going to be nice. Pat Fryermuth. I think that's where it's going to come down to. So then you got to, you got you know, you, you always think, you know, Steelers, Browns, hard nose. Mm-hmm. But these teams have developed. Some, some passing. Potent passing. Yeah, some potent so. passing attacks. And I'm going to go in opposite. I'm going to go the Steelers defensive line, front seven, mm. versus that tremendous running game mm. of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, nice. who just seem to just play so well off of each other, yeah. man. And it's like they they the perfect combination. It is. It is. It's, it's like crazy. It's like it's, they don't miss a beat. Like, they you know don't. what I'm saying? What I like to see the Browns do is like have more formations with both of them on the field. Yeah, I think that would it would help reset a lot. Definitely, definitely easier targets out there because we see Kareem Hunt can as big and as physical as he is. He's very nimble out the backfield running routes. He's a yeah, very good he route has runner. Great hands. I think we've seen that the first game he played when he was on was the it, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, that little and angle right like, out the backfield. Who is this dude? The, the, the guy has has tremendous hands out the backfield. Great feel for running routes. He knows his leverage, especially when he's getting covered by linebackers. He knows how to get them to take a step, and he's always in the right spot. So I definitely, uh, definitely want to see that. That's why I say I, I like the the Cleveland front with their running game versus the Steelers front seven. I think it'll be a battle. So I guess in all in all, we want to see you know see see a good game and uh, hopefully that's what they give to us, man. 
So uh, make sure y'all tune in tonight, Thursday, Amazon Prime or NFL Plus, any one of them crazy apps y'all got to tune in and watch the game, dog. Uh, you got anything else before we get up out of here? Uh, F breath four. Hey. Keep that thing going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN, uh, radio stations, any any Disney, all y'all, make sure y'all promote that Brett Favre stealing all that money like y'all did Cap taking a knee like y'all did Vic fighting dogs. Make sure y'all keep that same energy, dog. Like, for real, for real. I, I need I need all of that. So, in, in the, like, a week or something, I need a, I need a whole little... Brett Favre out there talking about why he did it and all that. Yeah, we need all that. We need all that and some. Like, yeah, on the on the mob. Like he said, fuck Brett Favre at this point. You know what I'm saying? Steal it from Pofo. That ain't that's that's another story for another time. We was about to get off of sports and start going into something real different. This is sports podcast, and we gonna keep it there, man. Hey, as far as me and Chase, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in again. We are gonna see y'all tomorrow, bro. Same time, same place. Football Friday, y'all. We're going to talk college football also. It's the Bringing the Wood podcast. It's your boy, D. Wood, and I just brought the wood. Peace.